Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome to the 360 Recruiting Podcast, a podcast for OU recruiting fans by Sooners360.com. Each week, we catch you up on the latest in OU recruiting news and provide opinions and evaluations on all things OU football recruiting. I'm Chris Mason, lead recruiting analyst for Sooners360.com. I'm joined this week by Caleb Cummings, Sooners360.com talent evaluator and opinion creator. This is a special episode. This is episode 57, and we're doing this in two parts. This is part two, the All-Star Tamper Team, and we are joined by longtime contributor Matt Burns tonight. Matt, thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. It's been a while. It's been a while, but uh, we're happy to have you back. And what we're going to do in this draft is we're essentially going to take uh, a view of how to upgrade the OU roster the best way possible. So whatever that means for Caleb, Matt, and myself, that's what we're going to do. So let's vote. So the only rule about this draft is that you – I don't want you guys selecting guys that we know are going to the NFL, NFL early commits, NFL early entry guys. So try and keep yourself to players that you think could upgrade OU that aren't necessarily – you know, guaranteed locks to go to the NFL. That's about the only rule that we're going to have in here. I'm going to limit myself to trying to choose guys that I think have a connection to OU through some way, or I'd like to at least explain why I think they're ready to bolt from their current circumstances. So let's just talk about what we think the portal needs are, and you guys can kind of give me a thumbs up, thumbs down, and I'll go through them real quick. So I think the first portal need obviously is a offensive tackle. You have to come out of this portal competition with at least one offensive tackle. Think OU needs a tight end. You need to come out of this little portal contest with one tight end. Think you probably need to come out of this portal contest with a defensive tackle. And then after that, I think it's kind of up to you guys. I think cornerback would be something to think about. Maybe an offensive guard would be a position to think about. But your only requirements from this is you have to come out of it with your six picks with a tackle, because Guyton's gone, a tight end, because we have no one at tight end, and we're losing four defensive tackles with eligibility, maybe. 
So at least one defensive tackle. So that is your 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 marching orders from your uh, game show host and fellow draftee Chris Mason. Matt, since you are, and again, other than that, there there, there are there, there's really no rules here. So we're imagining a world, everyone, where OU has the Michigan level uh, scouting tamper team in process. Um, that we have the money, and we're we don't care about any tamper rules whatsoever. We are we are using backdoor agents, street agents, shoe 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 contract agents. We're using everything and anything in the world to to cheat and get a get our hands on and get guys into the portal and steal them. Okay, so we're we're imagining that world exists. I'm not quite sure we're, we're that far off for most for for how the portal works these days. But we're imagining OU is just in a in a gone has gone completely rogue, uh, and we're upgrading the OU roster. So, Matt, you're our guest. You're going to get the first pick in the first three rounds. Caleb, you're going to go next. And as always in these contests, I'm giving myself the hardest choice of going third. So, Matt, round one, you have the first pick. Well, you, you kind of mentioned in that intro that, you know, defensive tackle, defensive end could be, you know, a spot of need. I, I would definitely say either position you have to get somebody. Um, you know, we've got some young defensive tackles on the roster that have a lot of promise, but, uh, you know, and there's a couple guys that could stay next year. Uh, it's a big question mark uh, at defensive tackle, honestly. I think you have to go out. And you have to get a guy that can come in day one and be a guy that can disrupt, that can penetrate the line. You, you can't rely on David Stone to do that day one as an 18-year-old. Is he even going to be 18 when he plays his first game? I think he's, he's on the younger side, right, Chris? Yeah, I can't. I can't say for sure. I know his birthday, but yeah, it's it's either way. I mean, you're talking about a 285 pound true freshman coming in and making a difference. I, I would go after one of the the big three A and M D linemen. Say, hey, you've got a regime change down there. Come get a fresh start. I want either Overton or Dindy would would probably be well, Dindy. You've got to make a pick. Make a pick. I'll take I'll take Dindy. I, I don't know how much he's he's really contributed yet, but I think in this type of system, that's a guy that can come in. You can slot him right in at three tech, and he can make some things happen for you. All right, Caleb. Uh your pick is up. Gabe Dindy from Texas AM has been selected. Uh, Matt's left quite a lot of meat on the bone there for you. So who are you selecting? Can I trash his pick first? No, no, no. <laughs> throw, throw it in the garbage. No, I, yeah, I just I look at his stat line. I, I, and I think Chris and I, we talked about this. It was there were a number of those A&M guys from that uh, – whatever it was, $25 million class or the number yeah. tossed around, right? Yeah, 28. That, 28 had, uh, had not done anything. And he was – and I think he had been injured his first year, but he was chiefly among the the goose egg, like the doing jack shit club. 
He had a <laughs> torn ACL his first year. I mean, weak knees, man. I wouldn't be bringing those guys in the program, but uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm in asshole mode tonight. I do agree, interior guy. If you're telling me that I can spend any amount I want, you, and you this can. Is, and this we, is we built. Imagine as a billionaire, an unknown previous <laughs> documented billionaire OU alum who has who has loved the ten and two season, the improvement, and says, Brent, go. Don't. There is no. There is no budget. Go. Go get him. Yeah, it's always difficult because I think you always have to weigh. You know, what does the team do if you go get Walter Nolan and you tell him, "Hey, I'm going to pay you two million dollars." You know, and and, by by the way, we're paying people in secret. South African Krugerrands. Krugerrands. So is that worth anything? It's it's Swiss bank account, gold, bouillon, Swiss Krugerrands, just like Lethal Weapon Two. The South African baddie Josh Ackland just died this week. Shout out to Josh Ackland. 80s movie villain, super villain. So, oh, R.I.P. I did not know that. Yeah, so what not, movie was he in? Lethal Weapon Two. He's the he's the he's the baddie, the the South African consulate baddie. You, you, would, know exactly, you would know exactly. Yeah, yeah. You would know exactly who it is. Yo, he's, he's you know he's the diplomatic immunity. He's that. Guy. <laughs> okay, I remember that guy. The, who Danny Glover says it's been revoked and shoots him in the head. So. All right, so we're—I mean, this is illegal, illegal, right? I mean, this is okay. this is hardcore confidentiality agreements. Don't worry about okay. anything in the locker room. Walter Nolan, there's there's five million in Krugerrands for you if that's your pick. If that's who you want, make that pick. Walter Nolan would be the guy if you said, "Hey, you can get anybody; doesn't matter the price, and there'll be no impact on the roster for doing so." It would be Nolan. Six four three twenty, and the one thing I've I've really started to maybe notice a bit more, right? Like having those. I think Sweat for Texas changed their defense. At, you know, at three sixty and six six four three sixty, whatever whatever that is, and he's an athletic three sixty. You know, I wouldn't say he's he's not super athletic, right? But for again, it's I always talk about it's what the position calls for. Right. So like that girth, that size can't move him inside tackle to tackle or guard to guard can control everything. And then athletic enough to play in the opposite opposite side of the line of scrimmage uh, and some things. Uh, it would be Walter Nolan, you know, to play the game a little bit differently and to say like a guy that I think could be interesting would be a guy like CJ West from Kent State. He's around 6'2", 315, 320, a really good player. He's got a year or two years. I'm not sure on the COVID of eligibility. I don't think he's hit the portal, but uh, you know, maybe a more realistic than Walter Nolan. But Walter Nolan would be you – know, there's been rumors uh, in the past that he was somewhat interested. I don't know with Elko coming in what that looks like. But, yeah, Nolan would probably be pick one for me. Okay, well, I'm going to – I'm going to – I'm going to – Go offensive tackle right off the bat, and he's uh, he's playing. He's he's a freshman, which means he'll be a sophomore next year. But he's played all year long, and I think he's done a pretty good job on a crappy team. And I think it's time that he realizes uh, that his head coach is an ass clown and isn't a very good coach. So I'm going to Miami, Florida, and I am stealing freshman tackle Francis um, Muyoga. From IMG, so he's got IMG connections. OU's got a backdoor to IMG at this point. We're able to secretly funnel that money, get contacts with Francis, 
tell him he's going to be the next uh, top 15 offensive tackle draft pick out of Oklahoma, that Cristobal doesn't, you know, he's got too much time not managing the football team all day to coach him up to be a, to be a real offensive tackle. And that uh, Bill takes a, Bill can take elite guys and turn them into top 15 picks. So I'm stealing Francis. Uh, I believe it's, did you say Muyoga? Is that how you say that? Guess I should know how to pronounce his name if I'm stealing him. But I'm stealing five star, uh, five star tackle from last year's class, and future bookend tackle to go with uh, Jacob Sexton, taking care of two problems with one with one player, getting you getting you getting a young offensive tackle in the system, and uh, and getting to your bookend tackles for for SEC play. So Francis Mui Muyoga. From uh, from California, but at IMG, what was that IMG? So the IMG connections is how OU gets in the door there. <clears throat> All right, Matt, we are back to you. All right, if the gloves are are really off, the here, gloves are off, man. They're I mean, off. This is this is the All Star Tamper team. All Star. Well, give me Harold Perkins, edge right. rusher. We okay. we need a little bit of that. We had PJ last year. He needs a little bit of time to add some weight. We had a little discussion offline with uh, with Barry, our uh, sports physiology guru, uh, just talking about how he can add some weight. But Perkins came in day one, made a difference. I think we need a little bit of that. We've had a lot of discussion on the board about getting to the quarterback. Is it an RPO thing? Are Teams really getting the ball out that fast to to limit our impact, but I think you need a difference maker like Perkins. So give me Perkins. And he's from Texas. OU was involved in his recruiting, and uh, LSU's defense looked like crap this year. Um, they did. They looked like they, so I mean, they bad. Were we were so talking bad. about this last week, right? There's... If I was if I was Perkins, I'm not sure I wouldn't be looking for a new home where somewhere where I could actually, you know play defense. I got one more year in college. Can I get into a I, he's a linebacker edge that sort of fits what Brent does, want Brent fits Brent's wheelhouse perfectly. So that is a great pick, Matt, to upgrade DOU roster. So Caleb, we're back to you. You have taken your big big man in the middle. Uh you have two more requirements to meet. Two more requirements to meet. Oklahoma's got to get an offensive tackle to play opposite of uh of Jake Sexton. I don't know. We've talked a little bit, I think both on the pod and definitely on the board, uh, you know, exactly where Jake Taylor is in the developmental world, right. in that path, like it, I don't, don't think anyone has a really strong idea. No. Uh, they're obviously the, redshirt. They're obviously redshirting him. So yeah. They're obviously wanted to redshirt him. And so I that know strategy, Gabe, that strategy makes sense, I guess, but yeah. beyond that, we don't know. So. You know, and I know Gabe has talked about that they have been playing him pretty much exclusively at right tackle after playing right guard his freshman year. And I think the hope being, you know, get him a right tackle and give him all of these reps and he'll get comfortable there and he can be that guy there. To me, you've got to go out and get get a right tackle. Um yeah, so two names pop up. One of them is going to be a little bit better. Uh, I talked about this guy a little bit, but like Carter Smith would be option B probably. Uh, he played left tackle. He's a redshirt freshman. Left tackle at Indiana. 
Uh, so you're looking at a kid with, you know, double digit starts in the Big Ten at left tackle that's got three years of eligibility left. He's got two years in the oven cooking. Uh, I'm I'm just a big fan in terms of like Midwestern uh, offensive linemen, Big Ten offensive linemen. They do a really good job. You can look across the NFL and see uh, that, you know, they, they play a, a physical style of football. And I think at the high school level, they're still playing, uh, you know, in developing in a different way than it's not quite the basketball and grass spread them out thing that Texas has become. Uh, and so I think you, you get, you know, a different type of offensive lineman, uh, at least early on the other kid that would probably be option, you know, uh, above him. And, and I, you know, not in the portal, uh, and Chris, you may have to I, I need your, your, uh, lingual skills here, but, uh, it's Ariante Urseri, uh, tackle at, uh, Minnesota, 6'6", 325. He's a uh, he's just a big physical kid, a bit of a mauler. And, you know, like I'm going to assume whether it's Joe John Finley, Seth Luttrell, someone else that comes in. Oklahoma still, you've got to run the football. You've got to be physical on like, the interior. And so, you know, a kid like that to come in opposite a guy like Sexton, I think would give you, uh, you know, he's – He's got at least a year left, so I guess possibly two with with the COVID year. But he would be he would be a choice. All right. Well, I I, I went offensive tackle to hit one of my requirements first. So again, we are old star tampering here, and I'm tampering the crap, the shit out of this. That's part of part of my French there, and we're stealing Zachariah Branch from USC. <laughs> I got him right here. I got it all lined up. I got his stats ready. I got his highlight film ready. So this one, this one, this one is actually not not out of the realm of possibility. There's some connections, some Vegas connections here. There was he was heavily looking at OU. I'm not sure he was quite verbal to OU yet. I don't think, but he was definitely looking at the Sooners. He has to be dis disheartened by what the crap happened in Vegas this year. I mean, sorry, USC this year. So I'm I'm going out west and stealing Zach Branch and adding him to the to a to a burgeoning uh, lethal wide receiver core in Norman. Uh, I think you add Zach Branch uh, to that. Uh, do you do you play him at the slot? Maybe do you, do you play him at the slot, or does it even matter? So, and if nothing else, it stops um, Gavin Freeman from returning punts any longer. I mean, I think you you put him in the slot. You've got Anderson outside. You've got Gibson rotating in outside. Thompson's downfield speed. Branch just running all over the place in the middle of the field. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that pick. It may cost. It's going to cost some money, but you know, money's no option. Money's no object. All right, I finally found your guy. Man, that's a that's an interesting first name. Caleb, I'm, I think you did a fantastic pronunciation on that. <laughs> That's a first. I do appreciate it. I, I, I love it when you. I love it when you lie to me. <laughs> and actually, you know what? I got a perfect hook here. He is from Kansas City. Oh. Um, he's from Kansas City, Missouri. Coming closer to home. Coming to go play for Bill Biedenbaum. We're doing the one year, one the one year upgrade. Get me into the NFL draft. Uh, uh, transfer transfer project, the, the Walter Rouse project, the Walter Rouse. I'm, I'm signing up for the, the Walter Rouse package. And 
He's close, much closer to home at Kansas City, Missouri, so his family can see all of his home games rather than trekking up to freezing cold Minnesota. So that's our that's our money. That's our money, motivation, and uh, coaching pitch to to get Mister Ursay there. Matt, I stole your pick. So have you managed to rally and come up with a new one? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm perusing. The uh, NCAA reception leaders for tight ends right now, <laughs> and I'm, give me Ben. It's Ben Sinnott, right? That's how you say his name. The Kansas you, State I'm guy. The Kansas State guy. All right. He's got 49 catches, 676, six touchdowns, almost a 14 yard average. It's a big guy. Uh, I think he's been productive for several years now. Um, let's see last year he had almost 500 yards another four touchdowns. So two solid seasons in Kansas state. It's a good system. We have to have an impact player at tight end next year. I love Davin Mitchell coming in. He's going to be 17 years old. He's not going to be ready to catch 50 balls a season. Give me Senate from Kansas state. All right, Caleb, it is back to you. I'm actually in the exact same boat <laughs> as Matt there. I think they've got to have a tight end. Where I'm torn is I do think Fanul has flashed, uh, although it's been a bit more, you know, being utilized as like that insert in uh, some of the like duo and inside zone. So as a blocker, he hasn't really flashed as a uh, as a receiver. But I'm curious there because okay, if if you've got some receiving options, you know, McIntyre and potentially Fanuel. And then you've got David Mitchell coming in. You think maybe you can rely on him as a receiver more in year one than as a blocker. Do I want to go find a blocking tight end that I, you know, can set the edge for me? Uh, all that said, no, I'm still going to pick a receiving tight end. And I don't know why. Uh, I'll take Harold Fannin Jr. out of Bowling Green. I think he's only a redshirt freshman, redshirt sophomore. Uh, I think he had somewhere in the neighborhood of 400 yards receiving this year as a tight end, 6'4", 235. He's still, so he's still got quite a bit of developmental runway to go on him. And he's just a true sophomore. So he got a lot of developmental runway left on him. Uh, I think I saw – I was watching Georgia Tech lose to Bowling Green, and I think this guy torched them. He, he, he will flash all day long. He, so to me, he's the type of kid that you see. I mean, yeah, you see a lot of these uh, Ivy League kids going into the portal. Uh, but, of course, you're going to see an Ivy League kid trying to take advantage of the capitalism to the utmost. Uh, but, yeah, Fannin Jr., I, he would be one. He, he, he's an interesting one. He's, he's also PFFs. He's, he's their top-graded tight end for this past season ahead of A.J. Barner at Michigan and Brock Bowers at Georgia and Ben uh, Senate at Kansas State. He's uh, But, again, he's, he's, he's definitely more of a receiver. You want some stats for him? Yeah, yeah. Okay, his true freshman last year, 19 catches, 218 yards, and a touchdown. Okay. This year, though – oh, actually, he had four rushing touchdowns last year. That's kind of oh, funny. Wow. That is. Must be a little Wildcat goal line package maybe. Um, but this year, 39 grabs, 573 yards. That's a 14.7 average and six touchdowns at Bowling Green. I mean, that's pretty good. His longs, six four, two thirty. And his longs are 56, 47, 35, 36, 40. So he's he's stretchy. He's getting some stretch to field plays that we certainly did not see this year at all. 
he, you know, to me, he's that guy that in that, you know, I don't know, maybe a more athletic, more explosive Braden Willis type where, you know, you're going to be able to hit him on some short stuff underneath and shake a safety and turn, turn a 12 yarder into a, into a 40 yarder uh, and give you a big chunk play. So yeah, that, that would be, that'd be my pick. So you guys haven't picked him. So I, I, and I said, there's no rules here. So I'm, I'm going to pick, and this is a shout out to some of my fellow Sooner fans. I'm going to pick a uh, Smavid Smix. Go ahead and say it. Just say it. So I'm picked. I'm taking David Hicks for A and M. I mean, he's still on yeah. the board. He's my defensive tackle. I think you hit, you give you you line him up next to David Stone, and and things are just going to work. So that's um, Chris. We, we Chris. We already knew he was showing up in Norman, right? Well, it's, right. well, it was presumed by everybody. <laughs> um, uh, he hasn't he hasn't said anything, but also notice he's not on social media. Like if if. If they keep Robinson, I'm staying. He's not saying anything at all. So uh, we'll go with DJ Hicks, and now that'll be my pick. All right, Caleb, you're moving up to the first round here. You get the first pick in the last three rounds, just so Matt doesn't get it just so easy completely. We gave him a chance to kind of get his feet warm and get a couple of three three picks in there. And, uh, and uh, well, I blew the well, first you one. You did, and well, that's that's all right. But we've got three A and M defensive tackles in the pool, so uh, I've got a D lineman. We've everybody's got a D lineman. I need a tight end, and Matt, you need in your next three picks an offensive tackle of some kind. Don't have to make that pick now, but you need that's in the last three picks. You need to pick up a tackle, but you have two wild cards you can use to choose whoever you want. Well, Caleb, take a while with your picks so I can find somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I probably will. Because, Caleb, uh, you, are, you have the entire well, college football world to raid. You can upgrade OU's talent base wherever you okay, want. Well, the guy I will take then, like, to me, he, I've taken Walter Nolan, uh, and then I took an offensive lineman, right? And then I took a tight end. So this one is – He's a guy that anybody that follows Oklahoma recruiting, you'll remember this name. I wished Oklahoma would have got him. And, and Chris, remind me what happened in his recruiting, but James Pierce Jr., defensive end, edge, Tennessee. He's one of the top – I mean, you watched Tennessee this year, and I didn't watch a lot of them, but a little bit. And he was – he's got some highlights where he is absolutely embarrassing and just murdering some tackles. Uh, can convert speed to power with the absolute best of them, 6'5", 245. Uh, and again, if you remember, I think he was like a North Carolina kid maybe, uh, and it might have been a Lincoln Riley recruiter. He may have been caught up in the in-between there. But, uh, yeah, James Pierce, Jr., uh, the defensive end edge player from Tennessee. Uh, was he a junior? Do you, do you is recall he, is him? Be a jun- he's a sophomore. He's a sophomore. Okay. He was a sophomore this past year, so he will be. Uh, so he's in the 22. He will be. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's from North Carolina. Um, Do you remember him? Like his highlight? No, I don't. Honestly, um, I don't. That that name doesn't ring a bell. But you know, that was the that's the transition year. Yeah. So OU already had Dindy, uh, Derek Moore, and they thought they were getting um, the guy that went to Ohio State, or they were getting uh, Marvin Jones Jr. Right. They did a great job of convincing themselves they would land kids that they never could close on. Well, they, uh, they, they would have, have gotten Dindy and Brown um, and more, and they probably yeah. would have gotten um, Marvin Jones Jr. if the 
coaching change hadn't happened. Now, what they do, would do with them is a whole other issue, but they probably would have gotten them. So, no, that name doesn't ring a bell, but, yeah, I mean, oh, Tennessee. God, yeah. Tennessee's looking, at, looking at the timeline. Tennessee he was a guy that has played so much Oklahoma better on was, defense this year than they did last year, at least at times. Yeah, at he was, times. He was, he's, he's hands down, hands down their best player. And he was a guy Oklahoma was after, uh, and it looks like I'm looking at his timeline here, he did not commit to Tennessee until December 15th of his, uh, you know, of his senior year. So yeah, he was definitely would have been caught up at yeah, we, too late for Oklahoma yeah. to do anything with, with Brent. But yeah, he's that would take him. He's he's a impact edge rusher. Matt, are you ready or do you need me to go to give you a little more time? Um, I think I'm not cheating with this pick. I'm trying to make sure how old he <laughs> is. Well, I mean, it just it just it can be old. It just doesn't have to be like a guaranteed first round NFL. Yeah, remember game. you got you've got Cam Rising and some of these quarterbacks coming back for like seven years. <laughs> he can be well, old, which is he just doesn't have to be. I'm well, he, he doesn't have. This to. is going to be the new thing for quarterbacks like Cam Rising, who are hey, I'm not going to make an NFL roster. Yeah, just hang around. But somebody just in college around. will pay me a million dollars to play for him. Yeah, kind of like DG. Yeah, maybe. Will, will Howard. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, I don't think I'm allowed to take this guy because I'm pretty sure he's like top ten. Joe Alt, no, 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 right? No, no, I mean, Joe he's Alt's gone. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's gone. He's the number. He's only twenty, he's the, so that's why I was making sure. Yeah, he's sure. the number two tackle in on Bell Kuyper's board, right? Can't take Olu Fashionu out of Penn State either, as much as we would like to. Oh yeah, yeah. You pointed that guy out to me a while ago. Um, let's see. I'm gonna have we has anybody picked JC Davis yet? Isn't it, isn't that your boy, Caleb? No, guy nobody from has. New Mexico. Nope. Yeah, nobody's picked him. Let me uh let me go with him. I know uh there's a lot of buzz about him and his upside. Um so let's go JC Davis. Uh two year JUCO player, pretty good JUCO film. So he's uh and he actually made actually made it out of the JUCO system out of COVID, which is kind of crazy. Because uh, of how messed up the JUCO systems were during COVID. So, all right. So, you've got your tackle. Yeah, just for um, – I mean, you can say what you want about PFF. It's it's kind of give or take. But he's the 10th rated pass blocking tackle in college. All right. Uh, well, again, since I, I think he's a – you know, I'm sure he's a fine human being and a great humanitarian. But I don't think he's a very good game day coach, Mario Cristobal. Um doing the least with the most in a terrible ACC um, and making the, the worst game day strategic decisions out there. Uh, I'm going to hire Ruben Bain's brother as a, some kind of off-the-field role at OU and get Ruben Bain back where he belongs in Norman. He visited OU twice. If Miami didn't have his brother on staff, I think OU actually would have a chance to flip him. I'm adding defensive end Ruben Bain to OU's pass rush. All right, Caleb, we are back to you. You have a you can choose anybody in college football you want. Man, that's really interesting because I'm halfway interested in looking at it all as a at a running back, just given. But I know you guys. Well, think you know, I'm... you could take Ollie Gordon. <laughs> oh, you. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, I mean, oh, if you just took, oh, just too took much OSU's of a best pitcher in softball. In theory, 
we could make that happen for you. He's too much hey. of a plotter for me. Not a plotter. He's like Trey Sermon, right? He's, I think, really good. He's not like super explosive. Right. Yeah. You want one of the Oregon running backs? You want Bucky Gosh. Irvin? <laughs> yeah. No. God dang, man. This is difficult. Uh, just trying to find guys that, hey, Oklahoma can go out and grab. Money's not an option. Doesn't well, here's, where they're at. So I would. Here, Here's Go a question, ahead. not to hijack your pick or anything. Mm-hmm. Is Billy Bowman gone? No, I don't think so. I couldn't tell you. I think something, something to consider. I mean, it, you got Peyton Bowen. Who's going to play with him back there if Bowman's gone? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I will say this: it's, it's a definite possibility. Uh, so, so given that, like, this is like not going to obviously happen. I would take Tate Rutledge guard from Georgia. Uh, one of the better guards in the country and uh, just a junior. So, you know, he's, you should see guards come out early. So that's my, my safe pick there. That he's not going to leave early as a guard. Uh, Andrew Rame is gone. You know uh, why it's, I think it's silly, but he's, you know. Yeah. There's no, there's it, no hint that he's, He's making the smart move and thinking about coming back to OU and maybe I don't know that I don't know that there's ever been a hint that he would do anything that would anybody would say that's real smart. No. All right. Well so I can't speak for that, but he, he, <laughs> No, I know that, that that's a that's a cheap yeah. shot. That's a cheap I think shot. he's just I think I he's just done. I think he's just college done. And it's like, all right. And if he's that's the case, I don't want him coming back and and screwing around at guard and 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 Bill thinking that maybe he can fix him at guard. If he's done, just just go, right? Hit the door. Yeah, and, and Rutledge is a big kid, six six three ten, and I, I just you know, more you like, more I kind of you look at again, even inside the interior with a lot of these run schemes, you know, zone based or uh, be more space than you'd think, and, and so these big six six guys, six five six six, longer arms, it gives him an advantage. So I think he would be obviously. Uh, plug-in starter next to Caden Green and, and Troy Everett and help make that offensive line, you know, that much better. All right, Matt, you have all of college football to poach. I might have just uh, almost given my hand away, but Caleb didn't jump on it. Give me – okay, I, I'm going to assume Billy Bowman, he's, what, second in the country in, in interceptions. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's – got three years yeah, of tape. there's, there's – he certainly could go. I I just think I think with another year he he sets himself up for like an Earl Thomas type of grade and kind of situation. I think that's the that's the that's the closest comp I've got for Billy. I you don't think Peyton is is like the slides right in, don't miss a beat. If you lose Bowman, yeah. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, it's just who's yeah, going to play with him? Play with him. So that would be the question. Robert Spears. Yeah, he's big though. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's mm. it's a possibility, but if you lose both, if you lose, Key Lawrence is probably going to be told, "Thank you, thank you very much. We appreciate your contributions." Reggie Pearson's gone. Reggie Pearson's yep. gone, and we play a lot of three safeties. If you move Macari Vickers yeah. over to safety, yeah, okay, that maybe makes sense. If you are, but you know, you're stealing, you're you're stealing Peter to pay Paul there a little bit, um, taking from corner. Uh, what if you're stealing? Kevin Winston Jr. from Penn State. Okay. I, I do not know that name. I did. You know, our, our buddy Blake 
He's a big Penn State fan. Not fan, but he thinks their defense is really good. So past couple weeks, I paid a little bit more attention. The secondary is really good. They've got a couple of guys that are going to be pros. So that's a- And this guy – can play run defense. Well, I think they are a good defense. They are. If I mean, you kind of look at statistically, they, they've done a great done job. To everybody, yeah. yeah. You know, even you could argue that they played they played Michigan defensively better than Ohio State did. Yeah. And he, I mean, he flashes. He's a safety. He's a bigger guy. What's he listed at? Let me pull him up. Six two two zero three. Okay. Um, plays in the box a little bit. I, I would love to pair him with Peyton Bowen. Even even if Billy Bowman's still there, he's your deep guy. You can have uh, Winston play more of a cheetah role, really, at that size. All right. Along the same lines of Big Ten defensive backs, I'm going to still Will Johnson from Michigan at corner. That works, too. That is who I hope Jacoby Johnson becomes. So I think he's a fantastic-looking prospect. If you put him across from Gentry, a healthy Gentry Williams, with Bowen and maybe Bowman, that is a that is a secondary I will roll with, even in the SEC. Yeah, I mean, I I, I do think we need some some defensive back help. Just based on ages, right? Yeah, I never really – I'll be quite honest with you. I, that's a position I hadn't thought a ton about safety because I – but Bowman having the year that he's had, if you were to lose Bowman to the NFL early, they've absolutely that's a, would have that's to a, pivot. That's a problem. They would, that's yeah, a problem. They would have that's to a pivot problem. And, and go heavy on, on, on a safety because, yeah, you look at this, what they've got right now, safeties with experience. I mean, you've got what, Peyton Bowen, uh, Spears Jennings. Key Lawrence, but he's probably not coming back. And then Robert Spears Jennings. And that would be it's a, it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's because uh, the other, better. the young, young McCullough didn't get much play. And we don't know what's up with Eric McCarty. Um, Nothing. Yeah. No clue there. I don't think he's ever been out of street clothes. Yeah, so he's he's way behind on that on that dev curve. So, all right, Caleb, we are back to you. Final round, your final chance to enhance the Oklahoma football roster for twenty twenty four for the pre Thanksgiving week matchup with Alabama. Uh, you have your 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 last chance to upgrade the roster. Gosh, okay. So let me let me take a take a look through here. I mean, again, this is hey, you can go get anybody you want. Uh, at safety, I would say go get Caleb Downs. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Former five star. Now he, now he, at uh, one point, started he was as a true freshman. At, at one point, he was talking about OU. He just never got around okay. to, to visiting. He was talking about OU. So there, there was a hint. See, I thought there was a hint there of, of interest. I thought he was old. Oh, he's okay. He was he's a true freshman. He's uh, he, one of the you know. He got, he you got see burned by a Don J Mitchell in game one. Now he's playing a lot yeah. better. And and the USF running back almost took his head off in game two or three. But he, you know, he's a true freshman. Since then, like, that's going to happen. Then. Yeah, since then, like that's going to happen. First couple games in college football, you're going to get bathed in fire. And like any really good player, he just took that and he got better. And so, yeah, you throw him next to, to uh, you know, your three safeties are Robert Spears, Jennings, Caleb Downs, and, and Peyton Bowen. 
I, I think you feel you feel really good about the talent, at least in those three. You don't have much depth, but I just pulled it up. Downs is PFF's sixth rated safety in all of football. Yeah, he's 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 good. As a true freshman, he's, he's pretty solid. Peyton Bowen's on this list, but he's what would that number be? Thirty? Fifty. He's their fiftieth best safety. Interesting. That's where their stats were a little off. Yeah. I'll give him a little bump, a better bump than that. <laughs> All right, Matt, we're back to you. You have your final pick. You can pick anyone in college football to improve OU for their SEC tenure. You can go defensive line. You can go. Lo- you can go wide receiver. You can go running back. You could even take a quarterback if you wanted. You know, honestly, just outside of this draft discussion, it would be nice to get a portal guy if you could, right? I mean, we're going to need a bu- – Be- Bevel's gone. Booty, I, is he going to want to go throw the ball somewhere? Bevel technically has the COVID year, which was surprising. Yeah. But I, I think he's gone as well. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you completely. We, we talked a little bit about that, that you were going into the SEC – <laughs> you're going to be going to the SEC replacing three offensive linemen and with a, a true sophomore quarterback that has nobody behind him. Mm. Like you, you know, and I, and again, I, don't, I hate, I guess I used it right there. SEC, like it's this big scary thing that, you know, is impossible. It's, it's really, it's not right. But, uh, but Jeff, but, you're running you know, around there with Brandon Zerberg or Mike Hawkins. You, you have some problems. Yeah, because we, we saw right against Texas uh, what happens and TCU in 2022, where if you don't have some of the, that can complete a forward pass, you're in trouble. All right. Well, give me somebody that can receive a forward pass. Luther Burton. <laughs> well, you know, former Sooner you know, it's uh, his final season. It's time to come home and play at OU. So, uh, yeah, that would be a uh, – and there was and there was rumblings last year that he was about to hit the portal. I mean, that was that was flying all over the place. They paid up. So um, it's – Didn't he get a chip deal? Like a potato chips deal? <laughs> yeah, he does have a potato chip deal, like some Blazing Tiger flavor or something like that, or <laughs> I don't know, um, Strike Tiger chips. I don't know, something like that, so – Let's give him like an Oklahoma jerky deal. Sure. Um, or does he need furniture? We got Mathis Brothers anytime he needs it. Does he need a couch? <laughs> does he need Have a- you guys ever had No Man's Land beef jerky? Yeah. It's really good. Okay. Yeah. Made out of the panhandle. There you go. All right. So it's it's down to me. I have I have made all my glamour picks. I need a tight end. Uh, I'm to stick with the theme, I'm rating AM's roster again, and I'm going for Jake Johnson. Their sophomore tight end, he's 6'6", 240. In an offense that, let's just let's just call it what it what it has been this year, it's been a crappy A&M offense. 24 catches, 235 yards, four TDs. Uh, he's a big kid, very athletic, liked him out of high school. He's got a couple of years, um, so it, it's a nice combination uh, with Mitchell and maybe Nate Roberts down the road. 
and gives you the, the tight end that you need to. Um, he's got experience. He's played. He played a lot as a freshman, and he played started every game this year for for an A and M team. So he'll actually appreciate a quarterback actually who can can complete a forward pass and maybe get him a little more involved in the game. So I'm going to steal two players from A and M. Uh, Jake Johnson. His brother has already indicated he's leaving A and M. Max Johnson. So and Jake Johnson's from Oconee, Georgia, which is basically Athens. But you'd have to be an idiot to transfer to Athens to play tight end with the guys they've already got in front of you, Oscar Delp and all these other guys. They just they just loaded that position. Watch him, watch and, him do that. And they got in guys coming, income incoming guys. So um, you know the position is loaded there. But uh, uh, hopefully Max will go somewhere else, and maybe Jake will be like, ah, I need to go. I need to go. Need to go somewhere. Some place that needs a tight end. Oh, you need a tight end. Let's 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 make that happen. Joe John Finley. Uh, maybe he could maybe he could actually land a land a tight end out of the portal that 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 will get that'll do the job. So that's Jake Johnson. Well, there's your there's your portal backup quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to want to go play somewhere though. But I don't know. Uh, I don't think he flashed enough at A and M that he's going to get a lot of. I mean, the the funny thing is, I saw some quarterbacks hitting the portal, and I'm just like. You're not you're not going to get an offer. You may you may honestly be out there like Blake Shapen from Baylor. He he, he may not, he may not land anywhere in Division One football. Yeah, I'm, I've been surprised by some of the guys that have jumped into the portal. You know, it's because you know I, I forget the kid's name who's leaving Mississippi State, right? Uh, so he's Will, like Will Rogers. Yeah. Will. Yeah, come on, we're Oklahoma guys, right? I shouldn't know that one, right? Yep. Like, like, like that one to me is interesting. No, don't fly out of that airport, leave. though. Don't he shouldn't fly out of that airport, though. <laughs> so, but you know, you're Will Rogers. You're going to leave Mississippi State. Where are you going to go? That are you hoping that? I mean, where are you where are you going to go? And and, like, and, and let I, mean, I, I wonder if he'll pull out because Lebby's a good fit for what he wants to do. I mean, sorry, the other way yeah. around. Yeah, no, I mean. So, because because to that, I mean, it's okay. Mississippi State is not a great program, right? It's uh, you know best years or seven or eight wins in the SEC. But again, is he gonna maybe Oklahoma State? Maybe that's maybe that's a good, really good fit. I think he may be a Texas kid. Maybe he, you know, Oklahoma State's got Bowman leaving, and he could go in and ride in at Oklahoma so, State. Does Bowman not have another year? I don't think so. He need like I think he's uh, Man, he's 30, like twenty two years old. Yeah, but he's got yeah. like two injury redshirt years. Uh, I mean, double his double collapsed lung um, fast and all that, right? He might. He'd probably have to apply, and he'd be the type of kid that would take a seventh year for sure. The uh, Hiller's open. Yeah, yeah. But, that's what I mean, right? So if you're like Shapen or you're Will Rogers, you're leaving Mississippi State to go to Baylor. Or you're leaving Baylor to go to Mississippi State. It's like I'm going to leave a six for a six. Um, you know, it, it's just I, I think maybe we can get into conversation about this generation and just the belief of like oh, I want to do something new. I just want something new for the sake of something yeah, new. That's a lot of what's like, going well, on. It's actually not better. Uh, it's just you're switching jerseys to have a different experience. I guess. I mean, which, if I'm Rogers, I at least go through spring, right? Maybe I and mean, then hit the portal and see if. Someone's desperate for a quarterback, right? I would, if I'm a quarterback like him, I'd go through spring, see what's going on with Levy, and then say, you know what, this isn't working. I'm going to hit the. I think you're exactly hit right. The portal, and then all of a sudden, some program had their guy blow his ACL in spring, and they're like desperate for a quarterback. I mean, 
Jaden Daniels was a later transfer, right? I was going to say, the guy that's going to probably win the Heisman this year, that's exactly what he did. He went through spring, and I think it may have been. They may have still been in spring there uh, with Arizona State when he hit the portal. And, uh, you know, uh, LSU had decided well, we probably – we really need a quarterback. We've got well, they, this they, Mr. Five-star, all-world yeah. that we gave everything in the world to get, but we don't want to play him as a true freshman, yeah. right? And these other kids, Nussmeyer is coming off a red shirt. And then I think the older kid that I think is was a five-star as well had been banged up a lot. They just, hey, let's let's go give Jaden Daniels a bunch of money to come in here and, and you know – Was it Max Johnson there quarterback? The Heisman. Yeah, he was. He was. I think, I think he hit the portal after uh, after they let – uh, coach O was it Coach O was that the head coach since then? Yeah, yeah there's no, there's yeah, no one in he between. was the head there's coach. No one in between. After he famously hit on a booster's wife at a gas station, you ever heard that story? Yeah, it's not as good as R.C. Slocum's wife dumping his clothes on the practice field, but it's close. No, that's actually that, I'd never heard that's, that's that until you close. told that's that. Pretty, I thought, that's, that's pretty. It's pretty good. Pretty solid. Pretty solid so pretty All solid. Right, well, we that's our draft here. Um, just hope you guys find this as entertaining an exercise. Uh, it's an interesting – I mean, the portal's barely started. Um, we talked about that in part one and talked about some names that OU might consider. There's a lot more about to happen. It's it's going to be a brutal um, portal uh, portal three weeks here in, in December with December coming up. It's going to be – It has been wild watching it. You know, like, for instance, I mentioned, you know, so Carter Smith yeah. starting left tackle at Indiana. I think Indiana's entire offensive line has hit the portal. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's some teams. There's some teams like that where they all love. They they love Tom Allen. There's some teams that like go their coaches where kids really loved them, and they're all jumping in. And then there's some kids like it's interesting. Basically, you could pull bunch up of Vandy, the bunch of Vandy 2023, guys. and both quarterbacks, like both quarterbacks from Vanderbilt. And like, what do you, what do you what are you, you thinking, also, guys? You, you sucked at Vandy. I, I mean. Yeah, but some of those guys, I do wonder fit, if it's fit and, uh, a potential yeah. to transfer, not down a little yeah, bit, yeah, right? Yeah. To go well, they from should, they should. power five to group yeah, five, like, and there's going to be a lot of know, those somewhere else. So. But you can you can also look and see basically pull up any anybody that made the all Ivy League that is a returner. I think has hit the portal. Yeah, it's and, it's, you know, it's, cra- it's it's crazy. Kind of joking, it's but not, not it's really. Loaded. It's absolutely <laughs> loaded with kids. It's funny, but yeah, it's it's a little crazy, Matt. I'll give you one last chance to pull back the Gabe Dindy pick. You want to change it? Hmm. Yeah, let's see. Who you choose? Who you choosing uh, want- a defensive line to replace Gabe Dindy? Yeah, I'm definitely taking a D line. Well, you have to give me like per- the limited rules I assigned you. Right. Um, man, I really want an interior guy. How old is Ah, I got it. Perfect. Peter That's Woods. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. And again, Clemson. Very, and again, very this good is a pick. guy that very was interested pick. in OU. Fantastic. Sticking job. with Clemson mainly cut out of familiarity, but that that Todd Bates was heavily involved with that could have gone down to an OU visit occurring. So I was also I was considering Vic Burnley off the off the Clemson roster because uh, Bates was also close to getting him to visit OU, but it wasn't. We were we started losing, so we kind of lost track with a couple of those guys uh, in terms of some momentum. So that's a great pick, a very interesting pick. So uh, we'll let you substitute that 
And uh, I think that's some interesting roster additions. Uh, I do think, oh, you know, one last quick comment. I do think when I'm, OU is not in the desperate position they were last year so much in terms of upgrading the roster that OU is going to, I think, be a little choosier. And I'm already seeing some, it already looks to me like there's some, there's some upgrades out there for the Sooners that the Sooners could, could really push and be aggressive with. Um, well, I, I think what will be interesting are some guys like Deshaun Terry and, and Jacob Lacey. And I know there's probably a mixed feelings on Lacey. He's made some really big plays like the sack against Texas. Uh, and he's, he's had moments where he, he's gotten pushed around a little bit at his eyes, right? But uh, I think there's some interesting kids like that where you they have the year. Lacey may have two years if you count COVID. Uh, and and – and, but they have they have eligibility left, and what they do, I think, will be will be interesting. And it'll be you know, Dejon Terry transferred in Oklahoma to improve his pass rush to get ready for the NFL. Uh, haven't seen his pressure rate numbers to know like did he do that? Was he a big force along the interior when he played? I know Isaiah Coe got tons better this year. I thought Coe was probably was Oklahoma's best interior player, but he's done. Uh, I think Coe. No, he's, could, he's done. You know, he's done. That's like. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. done done. Even with his junior college not playing football his coat like the year of COVID, like they just shut everything down. Um, I think he used it as a redshirt year. Which okay. may not count. I'm pretty sure Coe and Kelly I, are, there doesn't is any done. way you can done. re reorder what he did to give him an extra year. I'm pretty sure. Okay. But so I mean those are just interesting the uh, Terry and, and Lacey to me are interesting guys where you know, I don't know. It's it's interesting, right? Like, do you do you feel like Strong and uh, Halton and some of the younger guys have come along enough? Where hey, let's let's roll with them. Or you know, I think in a perfect world, like Dejon Terry, six three, three twenty, is difficult to replace. Uh, you know, just a beef in the middle. Uh, you know, but uh, we will see what some of these guys do because I don't have a clue. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to part two of our episode this week. We hope you enjoyed this fantasy draft of OU cheating cheating to levels that no one has previously seen in college football and tampering. And, guys, none of this is real. OU is not doing any of this. Please don't out us. Don't, you know, don't road warrior me from the 90s. Uh, make me a pariah among the Sooner, Sooner fan base. This is just a fantasy draft. Thanks, everyone, and uh, please subscribe to our podcast, and thanks again for listening. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.